Well, uh, yeah, he'd be, he'd be disappointed if, I, if he knew that I put him on a pedestal, right? If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 187 of Sapnin Podcast, featuring my very, very, very good-looking self, Sean Smith. <laughs> and Morgan Richards! Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and this podcast uh... will be an appeal to reason for a nowhere generation of counterculture. Trying to work out if that makes any <laughs> sense whatsoever. I think it might do, actually. But anyway, yes, anyway, forget that awful thing that he does every bloody week. This week's guest is Tim McElrath of the fantastic, brilliant punk rock Rise Against. Yes, and what a human this man is. Not only vocalist, guitarist, but an activist, vegan, straight-edge idealist, and to me, one of the most important lyricists voicing outspoken social commentary in modern punk. Since their formation in the heart of Chicago in the late 90s, Rise Against have become known for the mix of melodic hardcore music focusing on the injustices in politics, animal rights, the environment, and a range of important topics. But they've always done it in a way that isn't forced and during my journey into rock music, they have been a band I have noticed influencing everywhere. In skateboarding videos, to them on the radio, and even featured heavily in wrestling video games. We were lucky enough to sit down with Tim backstage at Downloads Festival in the UK recently and got to pick his brain about a lot of things. And Sean, you got to reminisce a famous tour you guys got to do together Back in the day as well. Yes, back in the day, which was a Wednesday. Um, yeah, 15 <laughs> years ago, 15 years ago, the Blackout went on tour with Rise Against the Used, Gallows and Aiden. Yeah, it was super good to see Tim again. We got to uh, shoot this shit, reminisce about those tours, and they're going out on tour with the Used soon. And it's like, it's literally 15 years since we did that tour. And it's not like, it's not like the 15th anniversary of the Rise and the Use on tour. It's, it's just, oh, it's just come round again. That's mad. We talked the old days of being on tour, uh, songwriting, 
playing with and meeting his heroes. It was just genuinely great to see him. They were very, very welcoming to us when we toured with them. Yeah, their fans are awesome as well because they're not just straight up punk fans who annoy you for anything else. They are welcoming and are a beautiful crowd. So if you are a Rise Against fan and this is your first time listening to something podcast, welcome. We guide you in with open arms. Thank you very much for checking us out. And I'm sorry about the puns earlier. Yes. Well, my bad on that. But Tim is someone I've always wanted to talk to. I get to ask him some questions, burning questions I've had for quite a while. And as you mentioned, we're going to talk about everything from the band's perception to channeling lyrics, the most bizarre lineups they've ever toured together with, people like The Descendants, Fugazi, Rancid, and Jay-Z. And there's going to be a lot more surprises to come as well. So a very intense, a very fun, and a very refreshing episode coming up. But before we get into that, of course, Sean, a lot of, um, speaking of burning questions, listeners sometimes chlamydia. wonder. It's chlamydia. It's chlamydia. That's, oh. the ro- that's, that's the wrong type of burning. Oh, sorry. No, we weren't on oh, no, Carry on, carry on. Sorry. People normally ask us questions about how this podcast is actually made behind the scenes. And if you want to know how this podcast actually comes together... There's two options I would give you. One, you could go to patreon.com forward slash sapnin, where we put Great loads plan. of bonus content over there. You get included into our wonderful community of people. But if you, for some reason, wanted to see the mayhem of this podcast performed live in you the don't. flesh, maybe nah. on the stage right. at a festival... Then nah, we're going to be doing three live Sapling podcast events at 2000 Trees bah. this July. Yes, yes, we are. I am a mixture of excited and scared to death again. Um, <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, thank you very much to 2000 Trees for inviting us and for having us over the three days. And also my band Raiders is playing as well on the Friday morning on the cave stage. So I'm probably going to have to do our live podcast and then run <laughs> straight to the stage. Perhaps I can just spend the... If we do one of the podcasts and I just spend it talking about myself, I could just spend the whole thing going, me, 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 me. And I'm technically just warming up. And the lineup of 2000 Trees is fucking ridiculous. And I think I probably know who the secret band is. Ooh. But yeah, the ridiculous. The lineup is Absolutely ridiculous. Bands including Jimmy World, Thrice, nice, Turnstile, nice. Yumi good. at Six, good. Idols, nice. Creeper, yes. No Devotion, Great. Young Guns, Anti Flag, The Regrets, Anti-flag. Laura James Grace, Anti-flag. The Get Up Kids, Vakovi, and so much more. Of course, Sapling Podcast will be there the whole weekend, opening up 2000 Trees every morning with a live podcast show on the word stage from the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July, 2022, in Cheltenham, the UK. Just a few hours away from London. And if you want to check out the whole lineup and more information, please head over to 2000treesfestival.co.uk. And by being a listener of this podcast, you get 10% off all your tickets when using the promo code SAPNIN on the Sapnin. website as well. Yes, get in touch with us at Sapling Board on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes TikTok, and let us know and tag the artists, bands, musicians um, that you would like to hear us speak to at 2000 Trees, because uh, it really, really does help to tag them in, because then they get to see 
that people are interested and that we exist and then we can make things happen well enough about us let's get straight into this heartfelt conversation backstage at download festival with tim of rise against Sapnin! Sapnin! I can't believe he met Jason Zed. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sapnin! 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 Yes! We are joined right now by the legendary Tim of the unbelievable <laughs> band Rise Against. Tim, how are you? Hey, I'm great. It's good to see you again yes. after so many years. It has been 15 years. We were just talking about oh. this off mic. Wow. And Morgan was 11. I was 11 when, when you guys told so me. That. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'm the oldest year. Yeah. No, but like, oh yeah, you guys toured Taste of Chaos 2007. Yeah. Uh, it seems like that was a bit of a, a crazy lineup. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and your memories of some of those really yeah. early tours? I mean, I think to this day, there's been nothing quite like the Taste of Chaos mm. tour. I think, I mean, we did two of them and I will say we had a blast. Shows were amazing. They were all awesome. All the bands were awesome. Them, and it was also a failed experiment I think at the end of the day <laughs> it was like I never knew quite what was like paying the bills on that tour it was all these bands playing like these clubs essentially you know what I mean it was like Seven or eight bands like yeah, seven tour was, buses you know yeah. like, so it was a local opener every night yeah then it was like us mm-hmm. Gallows, yeah. Aiden the used and then you guys every night yeah wow and we and, and it was cre- I think it was a brainchild of like the used and like Kevin Lyman from Warp Tour and they were trying to like expand their whole brand you know and I think it, it would have been cool but in the end it didn't work out but it doesn't mean they weren't awesome shows they were fun because we would jump from the UK to Japan to Australia like it was a world tour you know and 
to this day we've never toured like that you know what I mean like <laughs> when a band says they're going on tour it's usually like we go to the states then we go home yeah. then we go to Canada then yeah. you go home and then you go to the Europe and you go home this was like we went straight from Australia to Japan to the UK I think we did some of the some of like Germany maybe yeah the name was exactly yeah. right Almost, it was, it was insane <laughs> one year we did it with the used kill switch engage story of the year um, and maybe some other band I can't think of. That was a massive one too. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was nuts. Yeah, was yeah. So yeah, you mentioned getting to see Frank Carter live for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I just remember seeing Gallows, getting along with those guys, and Frank was such a quiet person. Like you know, I'm sure everyone already has said this about him, but he was such a mild mannered, quiet kid in the band. And then he would get on stage, and he was just like come alive, like this reincarnated Johnny Rotten. You know what I mean? And he would say the most awful sh- <laughs> shit. <laughs> and it would be country specific, I remember. <laughs> oh, wow. He would like, he would figure out what nerve to hit in that country. I just remember what he said in Germany. I don't think I could yeah, say it. Yeah, I was going to say, he repeated it. Probably, it's probably, probably Bobby Bobby yeah. Yeah. Probably Bobby 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 too. I can't, like, I remember what he said in Germany. I remember what he said in Austria. I remember what he said in Australia. And I won't repeat them, but I'll say they were all really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we did that, that Austria show. I remember we were all having a chat backstage. And then um, he went on stage and first song he was like stamping about and he just came over to us and he like so on stage he has this mean persona and then he came over to us and he was like, boys, I think I've just shit myself for the first time on stage. Oh, and we're like, oh no, Frank, no. But right. Yeah, they were they were awesome. Yeah, they, awesome were on, they were on fire every night. Like, yeah, how are you? But, yeah, let's yeah, stop yeah, no, that's all good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, whatever. <laughs> no, but when you, when you like look back at festivals like that, for example, obviously we're here at Downloads yeah. Festival today in the UK. I mean, for me, Rise Against have always fitted into so many different subgenres. It doesn't matter what it tends to be. There's people like Scar, Punk Kids, people who skateboard, Metalheads, Emo. Like, you kind of fit into all those kind of subgenres. You have fans who are really big on all those kind of scenes. Is it weird sometimes to look back on and see all the different bands you've been able to tour with, the connections, the crossover, because I only feel like there's a certain handful of bands who have been able to do that, like, truly. That's really interesting that you noticed that, because that's 100% uh, Rise Against. So that's what we've been able to kind of find our way into many different subgenres and scenes that we had something in common with, even though we weren't, like, fully embraced by that scene, maybe. So Rise Against, has ne- it's never been, like, a weird band to put on a metal bill. Mm. You can put us on a metal bill and it's okay, you know? Or you can put us on like a very emo kind of bill and it's okay. You can put us on like we can tour with screamo bands or we can do like we did, we open for the Foo Fighters, you know what I mean? Like we can put us on like a big rock bill. We can do really mainstream stuff like open for like Linkin Park, but we can still go do like a riot fest with like the Descendants, you know? And so we've always had a foot in all those worlds and I just like good music too, so that's always been fun. And so I think like as long as you have songs that kind of communicate to people who you are, um, you get invited a lot of places, you know what I mean? And that's always been great. And we've always been, in, it's not that it's not intimidating to do, like, say you, like, you get booked on the metal fest. Like, we used to, we used to do, like, the big four fest with, like, Metallica. <laughs> and, like, and we went on once between Megadeth and Metallica. Oh, wow. That's intimidating, right? Yeah. That's, like, yeah. that's not a good <laughs> slot. That's a sacrificial lamb. That's what it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You must have done something wrong. But I think, like, as you're backstage and you're freaking out and you're like, man, like Slayer just played. We're not, yeah. they're not they don't want to see us. You know what I mean? Or like even tonight, front row, a lot of corn fans. They don't want to see us. You know what I mean? So you say that to yourself and those, those voices in your head and then you start thinking about like, what if we did something different tonight? What if we tried to get them? And then it's like, no, 
You just be yourself. You just go out there. Nobody wants to see another corn, another Slayer. They already have corn and Slayer and they have Metallica. They want to see you. They want to see you doing what you do. And if nothing else, the diversity of what you bring to that lineup will be the thing that stands out. But, but as well, like spending a life on the road, I'm sure that doing these different things is quite refreshing because you do see a lot of bands who are jaded like they've toured with the same people for 20 years yeah. it's the same circuit but I'm sure you get to meet a lot of different people behind the scenes different aspects of the industry and it does keep it all refreshing in a lot of ways yeah because you get to see all those different sides of it because yeah. I mean, we grew up in the punk and hardcore world that's where we came from and then once we had like a song on radio all of a sudden we started playing like bigger festivals different kinds of festivals you know shows that were like <laughs> You know, we didn't feel, we felt very out of place and, you know, very like black sheep. But then you meet people and you get a little bit of a different, a wider view of what music is, who people are, uh, how they experience music, how they got into music or whatever. All of this stuff makes you a better person. Yeah. Was that Big Four show the weirdest one you've played Ooh. or... The weirdest? Yeah. What's the, what's the craziest lineup you think you've been uh, on or the strangest? We did like some like Jay-Z show in LA. It was like... Uh, <laughs> Whoa, it was like what? It was called the Made in America Fest, I remember. And it was like mostly like hip hop kind of acts wow. and like a couple rock acts and then us. And I was like, how did we get invited to this? We became like your token punk band, I feel like. Okay. like just <laughs> right. let's make let's, let's round out the lineup a little <laughs> bit. And man, we'll call Rise Against because... They're punk, but they can still sell tickets. You know what I mean? So like, we became like that band for a number of things. We do like some of the K Rock shows, which are a little more normal, but it's strange. Like, we play with like bands like Twenty One Pilots and stuff like that, where it's like, whoa, this mm. is different. But you know, it's I can see where those guys used to like open for us at like radio shows. So you watch them grow and get bigger, and that was really cool. I can I, let me think of one specific show: Memphis, the Beale Street Festival. It was Rise Against opening. The Colt playing second and the Steve Miller band headlining. <laughs> wow. And Steve Miller walked out on our stage and watched us play, rocked out, and hung out with us after the set. Fucking class. And then showed us his guitars. Wow. Like, he was like just hanging out. He was there early, watched our <laughs> band. Nicest dude. Yeah. Nicest that's amazing. Dude. It's almost unheard of. Yeah. The headliners there early. Yeah. Interested. Yeah. That's nuts. Lots yeah. of strange shows like that. We opened for Rage Against the Machine. And there was like us, Lauren Hill, Muse, and Rage inside like the, Fuck. the, wow. the Coliseum in Los Angeles. That was, stuff like that is pretty strange. Yeah, that's too. nuts. Do you, uh, do you have like anything at home, like memorabilia of like just like tour passes or anything like that? Because uh, I imagine those collections yeah. must be crazy with I, everything you've just said. I have said. a poster of that Rage show. Right. Like, when oh, you see yes. all those names together, you're like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. hard to convince people that happened. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I swear. Yeah, I swear it happened. So, yeah, like, I. Yeah, uh, there's so many show posters, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like that kind of thing. But every once in a while, there's something really memorable. It means something to you. Like when we toured with the Descendants, that meant, meant something to me because not only are the Descendants like my mixtape, like middle school band, but they're also Bill, the drummer, produces our albums. So he's the guy behind the knobs and all of like our albums. So he's like a mentor to me. He's kind of the maestro of Rise Against. And so that band's important to me. Uh, well, the, the We had Rancid open for us on a tour, like which was like, wow. if you would have told the 15-year-old me that Rancid would be opening for your band, I would say... Yeah, well, how does that make you feel? Because like obviously, a younger you, Rancid, the, you know, and those kind of bands are ones that you've idolized. So now to see that they're opening up for you like, and then the Descendants are working on your albums, I mean, like that must just be crazy and, and a lot to think back on and see how far you've come in that sense it's so crazy because these are larger than life characters yeah. you know what I mean there's like the Mount Rushmore of punk rock um, I can picture like buying the rancid cassettes and like going to see them play and um, it's insane 
to meet your heroes. And in that world, especially specifically Rancid and Descendants, they really are just hearts of gold, just the nicest people. And then it's really insane for them to validate what you do. Yeah. Mm. That shit is crazy. Yeah. For when they say like, I like your band or I'm willing to open for your band. You know what I mean? I want to produce your band's records. It's like, that's crazy. Cause I, I, you know, just because you're in a musical genre doesn't mean you grew up in that genre. Like you might become like a touring guitar player for a country act. And then like, you're the, you're the, the, the secretly punk guy yeah. <laughs> wearing a cowboy hat on stage. And so, and so country means nothing to you. And you, all you want to do is get the respect of like, you know, the punk world. And I feel so lucky that I grew up in a punk and hardcore world, stayed in that world, and then somehow got my idols to pay attention to me. It's not you know? today. And then got to open for Bad Religion, got to play with Rance, I got to play with Descendants. Fat Mike signed my band when I was 22. <laughs> you know, got to play with No Use for a Name and No Effects and Lagwagon. And like, you know, I met Ian McKay like from Minor Thread, and like he was like, yo, man, your, band, your band's hardcore. And was like, oh, I can die now. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Stuff like that is, I've, you know, it's been, I've had, an, I've had an, an amazing experience that I'm so lucky. Yeah. Is that the weird, the, the strangest kind of best compliment you've had of like people like that? Or have you that was any? the coolest. That was like, was meeting Ian because that's kind of like, it's, if I'm a pupil of anything, it's of Ian McKay, it's Minor Threat and Fugazi. And I'm a pupil enough to know that Ian would be offended if I, he found out I was a pupil because I should not be a pupil, right? We should all be our own person. We shouldn't <laughs> yeah. look up at anybody. So yeah. like, yeah. he's, a, he's a hero of mine enough to know that I'm not supposed to have him as a hero. Right? <laughs> and you can't tell him. No. Like, oh, yeah, you can't. Oh, oh, I, yeah he'd, be, he'd be disappointed yeah. if, I, if he knew that I put him on a pedestal, yeah. right? You have yeah. to like be really coy about it. Like, I like your band. Yes. I can't really I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is not a Fugazi fan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. Some of the stuff you've done might have been good. Anyway, let's move on. But uh, I think we met him at the Discord house in DC and just couldn't have been a nicer person. That was one of my full circle moments because I feel like I got into a lot of punk and a lot of different front men inspired me, but Ian was the person who really made me want to do it and like I like, identify with his approach to it and I wanted to walk in his footsteps and I was so appreciative for the bands that he did in the way he treated it and so I never thought in a million years I'd meet him and I had to meet him at the Discord house you know what I mean like and walk around that house with him and then have him to actually be aware of our band not intimately but he was enough where like when he knew we were coming over he kind of looked us up and he was like hey it's pretty cool it's like it's you know, I, I just saw Brian Baker from Minor Threat you know two days ago he plays in Bad Religion obviously now you know having dinner with Brian Baker you know it's like that stuff is so bizarre yes that's, nice. so that's why you do it it's like yeah. it makes well, it special it's so refreshing to hear you share these stories and be so excited about things oh, okay. because some people in the industry aren't these days you oh, know? I just had dinner with Bill Stevenson from the Descendants you know what I mean but he's like one of my best friends and but I still like I love that man you know what I mean I love that man and I also I feel like I owe so much of my career to him like Bill was our perfect person to produce Rise Against Records because as we became a band, signed to Fat Records, wrote songs, we understood that we were a punk and hardcore band, but we also understood that we wanted to write songs and make songs that could compete with anybody, not just other punk bands, not just other hardcore bands. And Bill was the guy to get that, you know what I mean? And he was also kind of a rise against whisperer. He can speak to all four of us, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which there's nobody else on the planet that can. So when he starts talking, we all shut up. Nice. And everyone, like Brandon, Joe, Zach, He's a hero of all, all of ours. And I feel like discovering him, because he didn't discover us, we discovered him, helped us unlock these songs and make music that could live in larger places and on, on airwaves. Yeah. yeah. 
Last nice, class. nice. Well, Tim, one thing I wanted to mention was that I think, obviously, in all music, you can interpret things the way you like. But I've always felt with Rise Against material, there's always been an extra element of importance behind the songs. There's like a message behind the lyrics, what you're trying to say. But it's not being forced down to people like maybe some other punk bands have done back in the day and I was just wondering like, as the band has gone on obviously there is more and more things you want to talk about there's more things you want to get across uh, in your songs but do you ever like feel more of a pressure when you go into material that oh this has to be about X, Y and Z or now do you feel more like people are going to take things the way they want anyway but if you can kind of push them maybe in to think about things a little bit more subliminally then that's you doing your job. I mean, how, how do you look at things when you go into Rise Against songwriting? That's a good question. Because the, like, the politics of the music and the social aspects of the music and the issues that we sing about are all things that are near and dear to me. And they are the things like, you know, as a singer, someone who writes lyrics, like you want to write the things that are most real and honest to you. You know, if someone puts a pen in your hand, you know what I mean, and it gives you a microphone. You want to sing what's most authentic to you. And for me, those are things I care about. Now, you also got to make it good because it doesn't matter how important the issue is. If it's not a good song, no <laughs> yeah. one's ever going to hear it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just... So, you got to make it good. And so, I try to create a song that I know people will listen to and then I try to inject my message into it almost like a Trojan horse. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. sneak it in there a little bit. Have it like a bitter... A sugar-coated bitter pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get that hooky chorus. And you're going to hear on the radio, and you're going to turn up like, oh, I like this. And you're just going to bang your head to it. And you're not going to listen to the lyrics. And you're going to rock <laughs> out. You're going to dance. Your friends are going to, like, do sports to it or whatever you're going to do to it. You know what I mean? But then maybe the words will sink in later yeah. on. And, you're gonna, like, and, yeah, like, and then so you find yourself, like, a week later just singing about how much you hate Donald Trump secretly. Or right, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, so with you, is it melody or lyrics first because you said like it's got to be a catchy song so is it more melody and then you fit even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'd have to say it's melody. It's melody first. Honestly, like, sometimes when I'm singing a song, too, I'm, if, we, if we write a new song or any music, and I'm at the microphone, so it's a blank canvas, right? Blank slate. You're at that moment. I'll sing nonsense. Just nonsense words. Because I want to hear what it would sound like. You know what I mean? And then, and Bill is intimately familiar with this nonsense, too. <laughs> and then I'll go later. I'll be like, okay. And then sometimes in singing that nonsense, like, sometimes an image, words... 
pop out. Sometimes they don't, but sometimes they do. And I'll start with like a little piece or a fragment of an idea, you know, and then I'll span it from there. And then to your point too, like you're saying, other issues that you want to sing about. There are, like, I never can put that cart before the horse. I have like this reservoir of issues I, I would like to sing about, but it's got to be natural. Yeah. It's got to fit in. It's got to like, you can't just force it into a song. You know, it's got to, you have to have some sort of trigger that, that, that okay, okay, there's this issue I want to sing about. And now I, now I finally found the song and a way to sing about it, an angle. You know what I mean? Like you need like an angle. You're still an artist. You got to have like an angle, a metaphor, a story. Like that, all, that shit all has to happen. Otherwise, you just you might not have as compelling of a song, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, Tim, obviously uh, you're very busy here today, so we won't keep you much longer. Okay. But of course, uh, you've just put out a new EP. Yes. Um, and obviously, you'll be coming back to the UK later on in the year for some really big shows. Yeah. Can you just kind of tell everyone what's next for Rise Against? What people can uh, keep an eye on, and just kind of the, what you're just doing at the moment. Totally. Yeah. Uh, no more Generation Two. Just came out. Like this is interesting too because Nowhere Generation Two, all the songs are five songs. They were all recorded with Nowhere Generation. Nowhere Generation was sixteen songs. Oh wow! wow. Okay. General, little secret. Okay. It was sixteen songs, and then lockdown pandemic happened, and we were already feeling nervous about the number of songs it was. We're like, let's break it apart. Let's do eleven songs now, and we'll do five later when we know we can get back to Europe and mm. the UK because we knew we weren't going to be see you guys for a long time. <laughs> And so we were like, let's just break it apart. So we, we put out Nowhere Gen as an 11 song album, knowing we had five up our sleeves the entire time. And five good ones, like five ones that I like. They weren't like B-sides, you know, whatever. And so we finally now have Nowhere Generation 2 out, which is the complete picture of the album. The people can now hear what, what it was meant to be as a complete picture. Think of it as like Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, yeah, ever bought Use Your yeah. Illusion 2. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember buying those. Oof. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. I bought it because I had the parental advisory sticker and I'd never read the word... F- Showing how old I am. Right. You couldn't read the word. You couldn't read swear words, curse words <laughs> anywhere. Right. Yeah. So I was like, what the? What's this? That and was... I opened it up and I was like, oh, he says, fuck. He says, suck my dick. <laughs> right. to Kerrang. Yeah. Take that. Kerrang. Whatever Kerrang is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those stickers became the reason you bought things. Yeah. They worked like, they worked like, you know, back. crazy. Yeah. Iron- ironic. Um, but yeah, so new record, new video we did. We got another. Uh, new video we're working on. Uh, we played Last Man Standing for the first time in the UK tonight. Only the second time ever for this band, actually, here at Download. Uh, we're taking the used out. Wow. Oh, right? Full circle. Full circle. Back out. Our Taste nice. of Chaos alumni. Yeah. We get the gallows back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Eight. Oh, no, you can't get eight. <laughs> no, uh, I still, yeah, I still like the bird all the time. Uh, so we'll take the used out across uh, North America. We're going to come back, like you said, to the UK and the rest of Europe. We're taking the story so far with us, which will be great. Uh, Playing Birmingham, London, Manchester, uh, maybe more. I can't remember. And then where will that take us? We're playing Alaska for the first time this year. We will start to look towards the future, which is like we're really just focused on this right now. So I can't think too much about it, but we're just excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to all of it. But Mm -hmm. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's my pleasure. Thank you. It's good to to see you again. (laughs) Holy shit. It's good to see some familiar faces. We had some good times out there. Oh, yeah. Those were fun tours. That was a fantastic. It was one of my favorite tours ever. Oh, it's nothing like it still to this day. It's mad. It it only happened for a couple times, maybe three times, you know, and that was it. And then it was gone. Yeah. You know? It was Damn. a crazy way to do this. We lived in those times. Like, we lived in those times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish I did. That was a dream. Cartoons. Yeah. 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 Cartoons. Oh, yeah. man, I feel super old. But fun. thank you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. You're listening to Lovely stuff. Woo!
Yes, I am a big fan of Rise Against, and I'm a big fan as Tim as a person. Everyone in Rise <laughs> Against is the, literally the coolest fucking person in rock. Absolute sweet darts. I was chuffed that we got as long as we did with him. So thank you very much to him and his PR team for sorting that out. We had a great time. Yes, we did. Absolute pleasure meeting him. He was so nice, so open, so thoughtful. And yeah, I just loved hearing those stories from one of the most iconic frontmen in modern punk music. I mean, there's so many of their songs I have listened to and I have loved just because of like the melodies and the, and the hooks and the choruses and how the song itself makes me feel. And the amount of times I've then realized months afterwards what the song is actually about and the important messages behind the songs is uncanny and i think they are a very very important band to the scene the alternative music scene at the moment yes i completely agree um and sadly uh you spoke so well about them i have no more to add uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know i just yeah absolute legends love touring with them they were fucking sweet dads to us when they didn't need to be thank you thank you yes. as always rise against yes and if anyone's wondering why this episode is a little bit shorter than some of our normal episodes, of course, doing these in-person at festivals, sometimes you get given a, a longer slot and things go uh, not too to plan, but this was too good for us not to put out. Yes, and sometimes we get offered slots that are way shorter, but then the artists decides they're enjoying it so much that they uh, force themselves to stay. So, uh, yes, thank you very much to everybody we've had on lately. Go back and check out our download special. Go check out our one with Steel Panther. Because if you like hilarity, you want to check out Steel Panther because that was fucking funny. Yes, so, of course, we wanted to give a big spotlight onto this conversation because we thought the content was too too good to get lost in anything else. But Rise Against will be returning to Europe and the UK this November with a huge tour rolling into this side of the pond on the 21st in Brixton, London, 22nd in Manchester, and the 23rd in Birmingham as well. Hopefully we'll get some more time with Tim around those dates. Their new album, Nowhere Generation, is available now. I highly recommend everyone checking it out. And as you mentioned at the end of the conversation there, they've put out a new EP titled Nowhere Generation 2. The single Last Man Standing is one of my favorite songs by them, period. They played it live at Download, went over incredibly. Great, great set. And just, yeah, massive fan of everything they're doing. And I can't wait to... uh to catch him next time. That tour is also going to have support from the story so far. So uh, it's, nice. all, it's all happening. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Rise Against coming back, apart from to Wales and Scotland and Ireland. So that's not the UK, but yes. <laughs> um, yes, we'll probably end up going to Birmingham when we, and it'll be fucking class. So yes, cheers again to Tim and all of them. Get in touch with us at Sapling Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and barely TikTok. And let us know ideas for future guests, any questions you have about guests we've had so far, any questions you've had about anything Tim said, um, yeah, just get in touch with us, give us a follow, give our stuff a share, because it helps more than you bloody know. It really, really does. And as you've probably seen already, this festival season has a bit mayhem for us, getting to do so much. We're absolutely loving it, and we're going to take it to the next level in July now with two Thousand Trees Festival, opening the event every single morning, doing live podcast shows on stage. If you want to head down to the event, you can get 10% off your tickets by using the promo code SAPNIN at the website of 2000treesfestival.co.uk 
forward slash tickets. I'm really excited to see the likes of Jimmy World, Turnstile, Idols, Yumi at Six, Thrice, and a whole lot more. Head over and check out the full lineup because it's going to be a very, very good time. Your band Raiders are playing, Sean, and you're going to be playing yep. this weekend in the UK as well. If anyone is listening to this, the day it comes out. Yes, tonight. Tonight! Is it tonight? Is it's it Friday? Saturday, playing, it? Saturday isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Saturday. not tonight. It's not tonight, it's tomorrow, man. So yeah, if you've downloaded this on Friday, Jesus Christ, you've got a day to get a ticket. If you're listening to this on Saturday, oh, you better fucking hurry up. If you're listening to this on Sunday, it's too late. Yeah, come down to uh, the Louisiana in Bristol where Raiders will be supporting our friend in Raptors who are releasing their album. And then I'm DJing after at the Lanes in Bristol where I will be playing other people's songs to make you dance. So please, please come along and check all of that shit out. Also, also Raiders is going to have new merch soon. So follow Raiders Ooh. Band UK on all of the socials and then you can see what we've got coming out and coming up and doing in general. <laughs> well nice well this weekend i'm going to the london to go and see oh, green right. day play with four boy and weezer on that hella mega tour um, where would you do that you have we've just said the raiders are playing saturday in bristol i know this is friday in london this is the day this comes out so oh, so, oh, oh yeah but you are definitely coming to bristol on saturday depends how um bang over i am from those green well, you're not gonna, are you going to be yeah what what do they have an ed, that makes you headbang a best American idiot is fast go on <laughs> so, so what time are you, what time am I seeing you Saturday uh, what time you on for I don't know either <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yes so yes Morgan is uh, going to the Hella Mega Tour which is hella good for him and yes, I'll be playing a gig on Saturday. And as we've established, Morgan will not be there. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know where I can be. But if you do want to keep an eye on what I get up to, at MHRichards underscore on Twitter and Instagram. What a fucking plug. What I a was, fucking plug. I was even considering doing um, Come With Me to Hella Megator TikTok. Ah, I don't know if I will. Lord. But I will give Jesus. it a go. I'll give it a go. If anyone wants to see me get ready, maybe I'll, I'll do one of them. <laughs> see you so get are you going to be bollock naked in the so, beginning so oh, please, be, please do a bollock naked in the beginning no. please please I don't want to get like, banned yeah like the photo I took out the MK Don stadium that I haven't put up anyway the one of me bollock naked by the window looking out watching my cat <laughs> oh, anyway Anyway, before we get it arrested, we've gone fucking mad on this. Thank you so much for listening. We need to give a massive shout out to our wonderful Patreon community for making this happening on the weekly basis. If you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names on there we need to thank. But Sean needs to give a mahoosive shout out, as always, to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. They're the best people we've ever met. Yes, they are. And some of them we haven't even met yet. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Janelle Caston, Matty Mulshan, Mitch Perry, Tony Michael, Kelly Irwin, Dilly I Thought This Was Only Fans Grimwood, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnova, Jenny Robinson, Muddy Grimwood, Scott, my family went on holiday and all I got was this lousy nickname Jones. Anyway, Kieran Olmey, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Tony, Tony Owen, I've changed Tom Owen's name. From now on, Tom Owen is known as Tony Owen. Thank you very much, Alexandra Pembleton, Stuart McNaught, Kayla O'Sullivan, Jenny Robinson, Chris Howard, M. Evans Roberts, Jacob Hetherington, Kate Puttock, TJ Ambler Shattock, Danny Eaton, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Craig, Tim Martins, Barbich, Harris. Oh, I know you've got to do it for money, but 
just open. Nobody else spends money there. Anyway, thank you very much. James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Heredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Kelly Cannon, Kalila Keen, Ollie, insert dumb bullshit, your Amesbury. Nailed it. Adam, King of the Goths, Parslow, ignore Ollie. Josh was going to say a joke about a boomerang, but forgot it. Don't worry, he'll come back to me, Crisp. I hope he doesn't. Alice Wood, Reese Bowring, Kate Stevenson, Kyle, campaign for Steve Vihani, David Smith, Connor Lewins. Also, thank you very much again to Kyle Smith for reminding me, have we got any of Steve Vai's honey? No. Uh. Cool. Well, that's it for this week's episode <laughs> of Sapping Podcast. Again, thank you very much to Tim. Thank you very much to Rise Against. Thank you very much for their PR people for sorting it out. We had a good time. Thank you very much, everybody who supports us on Patreon. Literally wouldn't be possible without those people. Give us a follow on all the socials at Sapping Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Share our stuff, please. That would be lovely. Yes, yeah, send the love. Appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest to surprise you. But until then, Sapnin. Sapnin. We've never done a bit where you go, until then. <laughs> and then I have to go fucking Sapnin. Like, fucking. I, just, I just thought. We try it and it didn't You fucking plan. changed. You had a fucking bit of presenting in you and download and that's it. Now you're like, oh, and as always, <laughs> sapnin! Ah, sapnin. <laughs> We've created a monster. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.